Hey guys, welcome to the number 238 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards' magical victory, to say the least, um, over the Atlanta Hawks and then preview their matchup against the Toronto Raptors, who are in a really good spot, or, or not a really good spot, but the Wiz- they're both in the same spot for the play-in, the Wizards and the Raptors. And the Raptors have won 8 out of 10, so they're playing a hot team at home against Washington. We'll see if they can carry on what they did against Atlanta without Porzingis and see if they can beat a really hot Raptors team at home now with Porzingis. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe. Follow, share, and view. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Cobra. So let's start off here by recapping this Wizards-Hawks game. And, uh, wow, what a game this was, first of all. I don't like to brag, but I got to give myself some credit. My bold prediction, my surprising statement for the day would be that the Wizards would only have three double-digit point-per-game scores: Beal, Kuzma, and Gaffer. The Wizards only had three double-digit point scores: Beal, Kuzma, and Gaffer. But those three double-digit point scores did everything in all their powers to get the job done, and that is exactly what they did. Uh, Bradley Beal. This is the, these are the kind of games where you don't question paying Bradley Beal the two hundred fifty-one million dollars, thirty-seven points, seven assists, seven of thirty. Um. From the field, just terrific stuff right there from Bradley Beal. The real deal. Twisted steel, um, as I should say. I mean, DG, how, look how dominant he was in this matchup. 13 points, 12 boards, 3 blocks. And you can just really tell from a physicality standpoint, he was more physical than everyone on that court. He was fighting for those loose basketball. He was doing everything out there on the court. And you need those kind of guys. Gaffer was doing all the little things and the big things as well in the scoring column. But then they also had other guys that were really contributing, guys like Corey Kisper to the you know scoreboard with points. Corey Kisper, Kendrick Dunn, Jordan Goodwin, Delon Wright had nine points. Uh, um, Deddy Avdia had thirteen boards despite very inefficient basketball over his past few games. And then uh, Kyle Kuzma, big surprise if you watched last episode. Um, uh, inefficiency for Kyle Kuzma, but he still still did have a nice day defensively with twenty eight points as well offensively, but yeah, I mean, really, this is just one of those games where you relied on Bradley Beal. He knocked down the game-winning shot. First of all, I hated the fact that the Hawks had a chance to knock down a game-winning three, which they did shoot 37.1%. Around three-point range in this game, I did not like the fact that Trey Young, who had 31 in this game, did shoot inefficiently, but the fact that he had not one, but two chances from three to win the game at the end, Thank goodness he missed both, but that's just a rebounding standpoint right there. You got to get those rebounds. You got to come up with those plays. 
And also really lucky, the fact that it went to the guy who had a clear pass to Trey Young. It just looked like it was just about to be Wizards fashion. They were about to fall apart. But nice win to spoil Quinn Snyder's Hawks debut in Atlanta. Just a really nice game overall. And I think something the Wizards did a really good job at is Onyeka Okongo. He was making a big difference at the beginning of the game. And then he had like four fouls and six possessions, and he did a five. And then when they would need to put him in for defense, the Wizards would attack him in the paint, and Click Capella needed to come in, and he's not as good of a defender anywhere close to it as a guy like Anyeka Okongu. So I think great coaching in this game from West Onsell Jr. to say, okay, we need to attack this guy. He's in foul trouble, and just their ability to continue to exploit that and enforce a uh, questionable post defender at Click Capella, even though he does get a lot of blocks, just kind of his one-on-one defense isn't always amazing. So the fact that uh, that they had forced Anyeka Okongu into foul trouble and then took advantage of that in-game, I think that was just a really important thing for the Wizards in this matchup. And props to the Hawks. You know, Quinn Snyder, did draw, he didn't draw up a bad game plan whatsoever. Seven guys in double figures for Atlanta, three guys in double figures for Washington. But when the guy on Washington's hitting the game-winning shot, when he's being the real deal, twisted steal with crazy stepbacks, what else do you think is going to happen? Bradley Beal single-handedly led the Wizards to victory in this matchup, along with many other components. And just something to look at, Atlanta really didn't have an amazing, uh, I mean, Washington didn't really have an amazing first three quarters. It was mainly even. And, in fact, Atlanta kind of saw themselves. They tied in the first quarter, tied at 27. Then Atlanta took the second quarter, 29 uh, to 25. So you're up four. And then they took the third quarter by one. So you're up five going in the fourth quarter. The Wizards outscore them by eight, putting up 34 in that quarter and holding Atlanta to 26, which was their lowest um, in any quarter of the day. And part of the Wizards' um, – Lack of being able to outplay Atlanta in the first three quarters was due to their three-point shooting. Shot just 28.6% uh, from that downtown mark, but then they really started a uh, great subs- or a great uh, adjustment as well by West Huntsville Jr. to really, after that, focus the game plan on the mid-range. They were taking a lot of two-point shots. Beal was trying to stay away from the three and mainly only take twos, and that's, who, and that's what he was doing throughout the game. I mean, you could tell. Kuzma's two of seven. Beal's one of four. I mean, Kisper was a shot well, but... There are some nights when you realize the three's clicking, and I was saying this kind of last episode too. There's some nights where you realize your shots are going or you're not. They realized the three game uh, was not working, so they decided to go a different route to win them the game. So great great coaching game by West Sunsell Jr. in this matchup, and great win overall by the Wizards. But I'm not going to overreact. This is their first win since the All-Star break, and let's see if they can maybe build something off of this. Now they do have Porzingis. Again, the Raptors have won eight of their last ten, so it is going to be tough here. They are had home against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the injury report for this game, Monte Morris, that we did just hear, is out for it looks like a few weeks, so that is not good for the Wizards. Monte Morris has one of the best assist-to-turnover ratios in the entire NBA, and he makes a big difference for this Wizards team, so we hope he recovers fast so that he could uh, kind of be our, our starting point guard here uh, through the final weeks of the season before we get into playing and hopefully playoff territory here for this Wizards team. So he's on the injury report for Washington. For Toronto, it is Otto Porter Jr. He does remain out because he's out for the rest of the season after he did have surgery. So, you know, what a championship last year. doesn't look like he'll be doing so this year. Can't play the rest of the year with Toronto. Starting lineups for the Wizards, it's DeLon Wright taking Monte Morris' spot at point guard. With, and then with Porzingis coming back, it would look like Beal at the two, Kuzma at the three, Kristaps Porzingis at the four, and DG Daniel Gafford 
at the five spot. As for the Toronto Raptors, their starting lineup is going to look like Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and Jakob Podol with Gary Trent Jr., Chris Boucher, Precious Achille off the bench, Thaddeus Young. I'm not going to lie. This is a very talented team, and it shows why they've won eight of their last ten. It really doesn't make sense why they've been struggling throughout the year. This was my team, actually, at the beginning of the season to get out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, I know that probably does look silly right now uh, after everything that has happened throughout the season for the Toronto Raptors. I thought Scotty Barnes had developed. That's a whole story. You can listen to that on the Cool Sports Network. And um, by the way, real quick on there, sorry, I haven't posted on there on a dog's age. I've just been thinking of a lot of things. We will start to post on there more frequently, as I did mention on, my cool, on the Cool Sports Newsletter. But this Toronto team is good. They have a lot of talent, so the Wizards uh, have themselves a game tonight for sure. But I do think they will win that game, 115 to 113, starting off with my Coburn's catch. And I think the Wizards will win this game because of their offensive talent compared to Toronto's. Yes, the Raptors have offensive talent, like I just mentioned, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes. But even though Van Vliet has proven it in the past, these are just... You know, Toronto's mainly known for their defense. Guys like OG Ananobi, Siakam, etc. They don't really have like a do-it-all, get-me-the-ball-I-can-score kind of guy. The Wizards have two of those guys, and when Kuzma really shoots efficiently, he is kind of that third. So there are, you know, the Wizards have a few of those players. Bill's been one of the best scorers in the NBA over the past few weeks. Porzingis is such a valuable offensive talent that can stretch the floor. We'll talk about that in literally a few seconds. And then all the capabilities that Kuzma does have. I just think the Wizards have more offensive talent. More talent in general. I don't know about that, but more offensive talent, and it will help them. Um, and the offensive talent will help lead the Wizards to victory. Surprising statement for this matchup is that I think Kristaps Porzingis will lead the team in scoring. And I get this technically; he technically is the team's leading scorer, but it is Beal, and we all know he's a scorer. Beal's just not the leading scorer because he's been hurt too much. But um, we all know Beal's the scorer for the Wizards, not Porzingis. Porzingis is usually the number two, and Kuzma's the number three. And the Raptors lack a significant amount of height in the paint and have one of the worst three-point defenses in the entire NBA statistically, ranking twenty-seventh in three-point percentage allowed. With 37.4%. Not having height and not having good three-point shooting are like the two worst things you could not have when you go against a seven foot three behemoth in Christoph Porzingis. He'll have himself a day in this matchup. He's not my who you got, but just know he'll have himself a day. Spread time, Wizards are two-point underdogs over under 223. Um, I do think it is the over, and I would pick the Wizards. I do have them winning, so the opposite, too. And then, yeah, 223, I have 228 points in my matchup. My spread, I'd have it even. Even, you know, who do you think is going to win? Basically, just a pick them. And then over under, I would have 225. I would still pick the over. I would still pick the Wizards. Fantasy Outlook, I have Kristaps Porzingis getting 60 to 65 fantasy points. I have Fred Van Vliet getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Bradley Beal also getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. And I have OG Ananobi getting 35 to 45 fantasy points. And by the way, watch out for Ananobi's defense on guys like Kuzma and Beal on the perimeter. He can guard one of the best defenders in the NBA, in my opinion, at OG Ananobi. So just kind of watch out for him tonight defensively. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Raptors a 58.5% chance of winning doesn't make that much sense to me because I understand the logic behind picky Toronto to possibly win with all the talent that they do have on both sides of the ball. However, the Wizards are a more talented offensive team, and their defense hasn't been terrible coming out of the All-Star break. I think it should be closer to around a 50-50 chance, but not that I understand maybe having Toronto as a slight favorite, but not this drastic. I'd give this percentage a question mark. I'm just a little confused by it. And last, but certainly not least, who you got?
I think Fred VanVleet will have a good game tonight. For the 87th time this season, you're going to hear me say that the Wizards don't play amazingly against scoring guards. And even though Fred, Fred VanVleet has been very inefficient shooting under 40% from the field this season, he will get a lot of open looks in this game, allowing him to improve that field goal percentage and all and all of his efficiency numbers, at least by a little bit. Um, I think yeah, in this game, he will have 31 points, seven assists, four rebounds, two steals, nine of 17, 52.9% field goal shooting, six of 11, 54.5% three-point shooting, and seven of eight, 87.5% shooting for the free throw line. He will have two turnovers. He'll help the Raptors get close, but not quite take down Washington at Capital One Arena tonight. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Yeah, you're going to start uh, seeing some articles on Chase's Sports News on the Cool Sports Newsletter. you got to subscribe to the Cool Sports Newsletter. We write a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, so you do not want to miss out, especially if you're a Ravens fan and you're an Orioles fan. We have series on them and NBA. If you're just a sports fan, um, subscribe to that. If um, you know, subscribe to that newsletter. We have a lot of good stuff over there. On Chase's Sports News, we're going to be writing a lot about the NFL offseason. And then, of course, the NBA as we come up. We're a really good article on the top 10 players in the NBA if you do want to check that out. Cool Sports Network, we're doing a lot of good stuff over there. Sports for Kids, we're doing a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, so, yeah, there's just a lot to talk about uh, over my stuff. Then here at Wiz Talk with Chase, you know the drill. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, as always, I will see you guys next time. Peace.